Welcome to this week's Sports Block Podcast. It's the first uh, Sports Block Podcast of June, and I'm pleased to be joined by my good friend and co-host of this podcast as always, Travis Krenz. Travis, how are we doing? It's good. It's nice and warm. It's 82, 83, I would imagine, here, and looking at 90s this weekend, and Gross. can't imagine anybody. Anybody likes that. That's just terrible. Some people do. They're what we considered weird, um, and... Um, like you again, we, we talk about this every year, but you just go outside and you sweat when it's you know eighty five or ninety, mm-hmm. and let alone getting a getting a vehicle. You get in a vehicle, so at least you know well over hundred degrees in a vehicle when it's you know eighty five ninety degrees. Yep, there's bacon in an oven. It feels like, and you sweat, and that's no fun. And the annual reminder for uh, parents out there to not leave your kids in the vehicle. Yeah. Because uh, it's hotter in the car and, than outside. And your dogs. Yes. You do leave it yep. running, but uh, don't do that. Yeah. Yep. Don't do not don't do any of that that stuff. Uh, so, yeah. have, you forgot, have you forgotten Noah in the vehicle? No, I have not. <laughs> and I hope... I, I, I feel so bad for the people, and this is not a joking matter at all like i feel very bad for the people who just forget because it's so out of routine for them maybe like they're take maybe it's their turn to take their kid to daycare or something you know it's an emergency how do you forget your kid i mean jesus i i know like, I, I, I don't you're, you're a parent you're two and a half or two and a half he's two and a half three and a half three he's three and a half yep holy christ <laughs> well, to be four years old at the end of the year and like I assume when you have a kid like that dominates your life for the first few years. Like yes. you have to make sure your main duty in life now is to make sure this kid, this other person, stays alive. Yep. Like how how the hell do you forget him in the car? I, I have no idea. I don't know. It's just other other things on your mind or preoccupied. I don't get it, but uh, inevitably there will be deaths this year where kids are left in the car and the parent forgets, and we'll have to have this whole damn conversation over again in in like two months, month, maybe not even you know a month or next year. Yeah, it's just it's the same. It's just like with the guns and stuff. It's just the same thing. Every, I mean, just just remember. I'm, 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 I'm the same. I'm the same subject. It was a few weeks ago, what was it, Peloton got in trouble. Oh, really? Because of their, uh, their treadmills or whatever, the Peloton, got the bikes, the bikes of their $4,000 bikes, which are obscene. Yep. And, like, some of their uh, treadmills, there were, like, a few, like 30 people got hurt, or maybe there was, like, one or two kids that uh, were killed because they got caught underneath it or whatever happened. What? Yeah, like, Google, Google that, Peloton, and that, like, you know, Sometime in the last month. So that was a big deal. And it was a big deal, and a couple people died. And it's just funny that when these things happen, when like one kid dies, or, you know, these recalls with vehicles, or any sort of equipment that goes wrong and people are hurt, or maybe a few people die, it's like, all right, we gotta stop making this, we gotta fix this, we can't have any more people die. Right. But then you have the guns thing, and then you got the COVID thing. And all these other things that we don't do anything about. So, like, oh, what are you going to do? But one person dies or a couple dozen people get injured. They're like, oh, we got to stop this, stop stop production on all of this. Like, we could do this if we wanted, but we just don't want to. Right. So, now what was it? Uh, the San Jose Rail Yard, that was the one last week, what, eight, yep. nine people died? Yep. 
And like in any other time, it'd be like, well, that'd be a huge story. And it was on the news for like a day or two. Like, oh yeah, this guy, this disgruntled employee, killed a bunch of people in California. Killed like seven, eight of them. And yeah, that happened. Anyways, on to the next uh, story of, of whatever. So yeah. it's just, you know. Yeah. But then the, the Peloton treadmill kills one person. Oh, stop, stop everything. Like, oh, okay. So. A child's death and 70 injuries. And this is video of the kill. I mean, my goodness. Like, it's so stupid. Like, what? what are, what's going on? Again, man, okay, if something like that happens, all right, you probably stop production on it or, you know, yeah. you make the necessary changes to make sure people don't yeah, get hurt terrible. or anybody dies. Yeah. But then somebody just shoots somebody with... You know, a gun and eight people die, and it's like, well, what are you, you going to do? Well, well you, seeing, you like take this, away the guns. That's this, what you do. The CNN business article that I'm looking at regarding Peloton, it's got, like, this picture of a kid. I don't know if is that the kid that that, that passed away. I would certainly hope not. Like, if you're doing a videotape of the kid, like, why would you videotape it? Would it be like, get out of the I don't think they I, I assume it's not a videotape of the kid I would hope not. It's, I just, I don't know what this... Why? Why you would have this picture there, or why anyone would? Be I'm sure it's just, a smaller kid. It just, might. I might be that kid. I don't know. Man, terrible. Just terrible. Um, <laughs> speaking of terrible, no, I'm not. That that's a bad segue. I can't do that. I will just. Uh, nope. It's bad thing it going around. It's going to be that's hot. Terrible. It's very very hot this weekend. No one likes upper nineties, especially at the beginning of June. That's ridiculous. Uh, get the hell out of here with your 90 degrees. But um, on a different subject, uh, it was the 31-year anniversary of the the first Seinfeld episode yesterday. So how did you oh, celebrate? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, so, tell us all about this, uh, you know, how great Seinfeld is, and uh, did you celebrate <laughs> with watching a, a Seinfeld episode or two? No. Um, the show got better. I mean, the first couple seasons, the first couple episodes are fine, but then it, like most shows probably gets better, you know, season three, season four, season five. So, yeah, it was a great show. Probably my favorite show. And I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I've seen every episode, and I could, you know, one of those shows where you just, anytime you just go into the episode, you're like, all right, this is this, is this episode. So, I did watch the Friends reunion on HBO Max over the weekend. Okay. That was on. I'm like, hey, you want to watch this? Then let's watch this. And, like I, I, that was another this show that was very popular when that was on mm-hmm. uh, for 10 years. And uh, we would watch it. There. My parents watched it when you know, it was on towards the end. And yep. I was on, on reruns all the time. And I really don't watch the reruns at all. And it's a show that I watch, but I there's, you know, probably certain episodes that I missed. Or if it was on right now, there might be an episode where it's like, yeah, I kind of remember this, but I couldn't tell you what's coming up next like maybe Seinfeld right so that was good it was fine so that was a that was another kind of important show if you were to go through maybe just shows we're familiar with like what was the best show or the or the show at its time you would even though you don't like Seinfeld you would have to say when it was on it was the number one show based on viewers and whatnot and then that kind of he would say maybe Cheers before that. Yep. Then it went to Seinfeld, and then it went to probably Friends after that. And then yep. after a few years, you would say probably The Big Bang Theory. I would say so. Maybe, yep. Uh, certainly. Maybe after. maybe there's a show in between Friends and Big Bang Theory. I'm not sure, but I would think what, a couple you know, the, other sh- the, the World Championship show. What was the 
movie show. Well, I, I think a couple other shows that come to mind um, that I think had a lot of people like them, um, and I guess I'm not a huge fan of one of them, be just because it got shoved down my throat in our seventh grade uh, TV, the media and you class. But I would say uh, everybody loves Raymond is up there yeah. in terms of a very popular show and uh, King of Queens. Then that was the show that got shoved down my throat uh, in really? TV, the media, and you. What I don't about, know what, why. What, what? I don't know why the teacher would constantly make us watch this show, but it got so <laughs> bland. It just I, I it just I had to watch so much of it that now I I can't even stand watching an episode. Uh, Two and a Half Men was a big one, too, I think, in between there. Uh, so we've had several shows, but, yeah, truly transcending shows that, uh, like, almost appointment television. Game of Thrones, I guess, could be that way. Yep, um, that was good for a while, yep. Um, I'm yeah. looking at this list here, and American Idol was on here for a while, but oh, I'm sure. looking at, like, TV yep. shows. Yep. And something that I'm not a big fan of was when they say Sunday Night Football is the number one show in America. Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't consider sports a show. Right. It's entertainment and sports, but I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a scripted show, a comedy, a drama, a show of sorts with actors. Mm-hmm. So Sunday Night Football has been the highest rated thing for 10 years. And then before that, it was American Idol, uh, CSI. I guess CSI was the last show, 2003, that was actually a show. Mm, that was the yeah. highest rated, I guess. And you got Friends, you got Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, yep. 99 ER, Seinfeld, Home Improvement. That was a show I watched as a kid, Home yep. Improvement. I, I, I remember that as well, Tim the Toolman Taylor. and uh, it was a yeah. Cosby show mid to late 80s. You know, I'm sure we've seen it, not haven't seen a ton of it, but we're all aware of that. So, yep. you know, those were the shows. And now, you know, you just look at it. It's, oh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all these reality shows. It's uh, Survivor or American Idol. Or Duck which Dynasty. Isn't nearly, nearly as popular as it used to be. Yeah. Yep. Like, I used to watch Duck Dynasty a bunch, and then that show just got yeah. so ridiculous. I'm like, no, no thanks. No thanks for this. Um, so I, I stopped yeah. that. So I, I don't know what that, what that show is now. You know, like, Law and Order's been on for 30 years. Yep. Like, it's, it's just looking at the shows, like you have all these CSI shows and NCIS and like this, this Chicago, whatever the hell the Chicago shows are. It's like yep. you've got all of these spinoffs of like one entire night on NBC is like Chicago Fire, mm-hmm. Chicago PD, Chicago Bulls, whatever the fuck. It's, you know, <laughs> and one night on CBS, it's NCIS this, NCIS yep. New Orleans, uh, CSI Vegas, whatever the hell the thing is. It's like yep. all these detective shows and murder shows. and That's that's really all it is anymore. Yep. I mean, I was, I'm was i a huge Criminal Minds fan. Um, yeah. So I like that's, that. Yeah, that's dumb. I would say maybe the biggest show out there kind of right now or the one I hear the most about, maybe This Is Us or Grey's Anatomy uh, is still. I, I can't something. believe that show's still on there. That's amazing. I know. That's been on for all yep. damn near 20 years. Like yep. how, like how, how do you. You know, all shows, 10 years is, you know, 10 years is a pretty long run. Yep. Like, that show is, you know, 16, 17, 18. Like, how do you even keep it fresh? Like, most shows, I think five or six years is pretty much perfect. Yep. Well, I mean, look at, like, the Simpsons. The Big Bang Theory at the end, that was on for about a dozen years. Yep, 12 years. Like, at the end, they just run out of stuff to 
to talk about, like, you know? I mean, I think, like of, I think of, like, Family Guy, South Park, yeah. uh, The Simpsons. Yeah, you can do those shows animated. Yep. yep, animated's a lot easier to deal with. Like, you look at the Big Bang Theory, they started when, however old these people are, they're probably, you know, late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. By the time the show's done, they're, you know, 40 years old, so they're going to be, it's going to be a bit different. Yep. Than, Absolutely. What it was when they first started. So, and then in Friends, Friends, these people in their 30s, and by the time it's over, you know, they're probably closer to their 40s. Mm-hmm. That changes kind of what, what the show is. So. Yep, absolutely. By the way, the CNN article does have a video playing of this child getting sucked underneath a pelvis. How? How did? And how? How is? How? How did they? I, I don't know. Security footage in the home. Like, can you see this kid? I did. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it right now. But it, it just says that there is video of it. I'm like, well, oh my god. So we'll, we'll we'll I'll take a look at that off of air. Ugh, hey, that's just terrible. Terrible. Let's talk some sports here and get off these uh, this, this terrible subject here. Uh, though uh, I mean, we have a few different things to get to here. We got the baseball. We got uh, we got the basketball playoffs. Some a terrible fan behavior too, which I want to get into. You want to start with that? Okay. Yeah. Let's keep the terribleness going here. Uh, I mean. So NBA playoffs going on, and I feel Krenz like it's yes we've seen some very good basketball, but I mean the Bucks swept the Heat, so I mean we, we've had very some very uh, uncompetitive series, especially in the East, uh, and Lord can only help us if the Knicks could just bow out of the playoffs here very shortly uh, because their fans are terrible with a chance of fuck Trey Young or fuck you. I mean, whatever you want to say. Well, all the things, that's probably the least. It is, it is. But then you have, a, you have a Knicks fan spitting on them. You have like no, just okay. chance on like them balding. So th- the Knicks fans kind of separate class here. So I th- I'm trying to think of the order in which all of this occurred in. It, I think it was the Knicks fans at first trying to get under Trey Young's skin in game one. Well, Obviously, that didn't work. He he got the the jumper. But then in game two, you have someone spinning on Trey Young, which is completely disgusting and vile and uh, you know abhorrent, boorish behavior in any uh, realm. Like just spitting on someone is so degrading and dehumanizing. But to do it like in in this these COVID times is especially terrible. Uh, so that's just an awful. Thing that, that that Knicks fan did, he got banned. Uh, John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies, his parents were heckled, or you know, even went obviously beyond that with some uh, some very poor language by some Jazz fans there in Utah. Their season tickets got revoked. Russell Westbrook then uh, left a game uh, between Philadelphia and Washington due to injury, and some guy poured popcorn on him and he went ballistic that guy got ejected and had his season tickets revoked he's never allowed back in the arena uh Kyrie Irving got a water bottle thrown at him during one game in Boston and then just recently uh Washington Wizards game four uh, some fan runs onto the uh on onto the court and, of course, Kevin Harlan was calling the game for TNT, which is great because whenever he gets something like that, he, he provides great play-by-play there. Um, but this is – these are all at NBA games. These are all in the NBA playoffs. These are when fans have, are finally allowed back into the arena. Is this just a bad week for the NBA? Or, I mean, kudos to them for revoking you know the tickets and banning these fans from ever attending a, a game – in these arenas again, 
But I, I don't know what to make of this other than, like, is it, has everyone just been cooped up for so long and they're, you know, just have all this pent up energy? Is this some, uh, like, mental health sort of situation, which we'll get into more uh, further with another one? I, I don't know what the hell's going on here. I don't know. It's. You must want to say, all right, no more people. No more people in these, in these arenas, but it's so nice to have people back there. I can do that. So. It's like, I've, you know, we can go to this MLE tournament and people get excited. I, you, go, you go to the Vikings or the Twins. Like, I've never been that fan. I'm like the complete opposite. Like, everybody's fan. I'm like, oh, can we sit down? Right, it's good. Can we look the first quarter? We're five minutes into the game here. Mm-hmm. Now, I have every first down, you know, this and that, and every basket. Like, all right, I'll, I'll cheer for something when something's good. Mm-hmm. So, like, who throwing popcorn on Russell Westbrook? Like, why? Like, why? I, it's quite like, are you that much of a diehard Sixers fan? I got that you're going to pour popcorn on their star player. You're going to spit. Are you, are you that much of a Knicks fan that you're going to spit on Trey Young that you feel like that's... You know, maybe these people are drunk out of their minds. Who knows? It's, like if, it's, 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 it's insanity. Yeah. It's terrible behavior. And, I mean, it makes... Again, you could say this about pretty much any profession, that a few individuals who act out in the way that these NBA fans have can just make the entire sport or like the entire fan base look like trash and i feel like that's to a degree what's kind of going on here it makes the nba fan look as ghoulish as soccer fans or you know soccer hooligans you know throwing flares out on and like punching people getting into fights and stands that's not happening but it just reminds me of this unruly uncivic behavior reminds me of this and it's just like you know even like on airlines, you know, or passengers are getting unruly and uh, American Airlines and Southwest Airlines have had to ban alcohol from their flights for the foreseeable future because uh, passengers are just acting out and, you know, assaulting uh, flight attendants and whatnot. Like, is this what we've become as a nation, uh, as, yes. a, as a world, as a society? Is just this stupid and this uncivic? Like, what the hell? Yes. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, on the sports front, like, we know about the loud talker and the whistler and then how loud he is. Yeah, but he's at least passionate and, you know, he doesn't... Well, that's fine, but yeah. you know, he's a 40-year-old man, for Christ's sake, yeah. who acts like this and a super fan and all that. And I just, you know, watch games with him. And it's it's literally every every play. It's it's like that. Mm-hmm. Not, not most plays or so. It's like every play. He has to say something. And it's just exhausting to watch a game with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Some plays, it's just a three-yard run up the middle. It, it doesn't fucking matter at all. There doesn't need to be any analysis of it. There doesn't need to be, you know, anything. It's just a play. And the officials are going to miss some calls. here in the bleachers, you know, getting on the refs, that's, that's just so tiring. And I feel like, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm, like, I'm not, oh, yeah, the refs, this, and, it's like, 
the way he acts, that's how I would fucking act when I was 10 or 12, watching the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Living and dying on every game and call and play. And when you're older and you've seen, you know, hundreds and thousands of different games, like, oh, you've seen a lot. It takes a little bit more to excite me. Mm-hmm. Takes, I mean, you just see more. And you're like, okay, I've seen this before. This is not like when, what was it, a couple of years ago? It was, what was the Browns and who was, it, who was the defensive end for the Browns? Oh, Miles Garrett when he took the helmet to Mason Rudolph's head yes. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, yeah. and then tear off the helmet off of the shithead with Pittsburgh, Mason Rudolph. And yep. Gonna hit him, and that was a big deal. It's like, it wasn't good. We've seen things like this before, and then I pointed out a bunch of things that we'd seen mm-hmm. that was like that before, because everybody thought, oh, this is, fuck, throw him in jail. This is the worst thing. Suspend him for the rest. It's like, yeah, we shouldn't have done it. It was bad. But let's calm down and let's not call this the worst thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. So, and it happened, and then people moved on. So, like when you, when you I just feel like when you've seen someone, how, how, how can he at 40 years old and he's seen more SDSU games than I'll ever say, still be this freaking, there's passionate and then there's goddamn plain annoying. Yeah. Like you, you, you sit around him. Like I can't imagine like the people around him. Who, I mean, I, I, why would you like somebody like that? But some people do like that. They're like, oh yeah, this guy's funny and belligerent and drunk and getting getting all crazy. It's like there, there's a line you don't cross. You want to cheer, you cheer. But after every play, no. But I don't the referees, think, it, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. But I don't think fans like that are what we're talking about here. We're talking about fans that think they have the right to throw shit at yeah. athletes that have the right to say like racist, vile things towards athletes, parents, and stuff. Like We don't hear that at the Summit League tournament. These fans are just a whole different breed of awful. And I don't yeah, know like if the, it's the Eagles fans and all yes, the examples. Yeah, we've throwing batteries. Yeah, like threatening them and uh, like uh, it, it's it's bad. And I don't know if it's just because that we've had like you know a, a year plus of fans not being like, allowed into the arenas and stuff, and and you've been cooped up or you, I I don't know. I honestly I have I don't know what the real answer is, but it's I'm sure that has something to do with it. There it, probably. It, it's just so bad right now for the NBA. Like, we haven't seen this, or at least I haven't heard of this in, in hockey, and we haven't seen this at the baseball parks at all or anything like that. I'm just it, – it's such a bad look that all of these incidents are have marred the NBA playoffs, and I think will continue to do so. The NBA is taking the appropriate action, but at some point, you know, it's like – you know what's going on? Like, what's the next incident going to be? Night? Who's the next dumbass fan that's going to to hurl an insult towards someone, or spit on someone, or throw popcorn, or you know, a water bottle, you know, dump pop on him, like a Ron Artest moment? And then you have the malice in the palace part two again. Like it just, it's it's so uncivic of society of these people. Again. Minor incident, well, not minor incidents. Well, to a degree, they are. They're they're like one case here, one case there. But it's it happened so much in the playoffs and whatnot that it's not a group of fans, but just one. It just makes the whole NBA fan base look bad. At least to me, it does. Yeah, and again, it's like one or two. I mean, the guy just walking on a court. It's like what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Why? Why did you do that? How does that happen? 
throwing stuff at the players. You know, it's it's a bit much, and I just don't understand fans that are that wrapped on wrapped up into it. Well, in the like, you're only trying to change like it's a, based on the outcome of Hawks Knicks. Yeah, you know, it's it just isn't. Well, it's, uh, and that the spitting is, I think, perhaps the the one that's most disgusting and dehumanizing yeah. out of everything. But I mean, the one that could provide the most serious injury risk is probably the the fan who threw the water bottle at Kyrie Irving. Uh, I mean, it, I I don't have an answer for this other than they're just plain stupid. Like, I, I don't get it. And I don't blame... If there was a player that were to go up in the stands, I wouldn't blame him at all. No! Beat the fuck out of these fans. Yes! I mean... No, beat the absolute shit out of them. Yeah. Just... It's enough just, is enough. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're hopefully not going to do that, but if they were, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. If, I mean, this is this is a long time coming. I think the, the, the word right now is like infinite ban, or, you know, they've revoked season tickets, never allowed back in. Well, what... Is yes. it is it ever or is it like until you meet a certain conditions or a certain length of period and time? Because I mean, it should be forever. It should absolutely. Yeah. It should. I just I I hope that's the case in all of these situations because um, it's it's just bad and it, it it's just a very bad look on the court. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll start in the East. The Bucks. Also, when when, yeah. when we went to we went to the uh, Twins Yankees playoff game a few years ago. Yes. Yep. And there was this guy from Iowa, probably a little younger than us, with his girlfriend or fiance or wife, whoever the hell she was. And we're sitting there, and like from the first pitch on, he is just into this game, just just into it. Like he's literally standing up. I think I told you this. Yep. He, he just stood up the whole first couple innings, or the first couple batters. It's like it's like calm down. Like this is a playoff game. Twins are going to lose because they're playing the Yankees. <laughs> Like you can't the Twins do are in the long game because it was a playoff game the, against the Yankees. Yep. Like you just can't be that amped up for a fucking four-hour baseball game. And finally, like after the first couple pitches, the people around him were like, "Sit down, please." So that was nice. Mm-hmm. He stand up for the first few pitches, okay. And then after a while, it's like, "Sit the fuck down. We're going to be here for a long time. Yep. It's a long game." And then finally, he sat down. And then he threw a fit. And then after like the third inning, he went down. A little bit lower, and he was a big bitch. So it's like people like that. It's like we're excited. We're at the baseball game. We're at the whatever game. We're excited to see it, but you just can't be that wrapped up into it. And I don't think it's necessarily alcohol that's a part of it. Maybe it is for all of these. I don't think alcohol is like a big instance in all of these. Like, I, but I don't know. It's just it's such a it's just such a bad look, and you have isolated incidents here or there, but now they're just keep coming up in the NBA playoffs. Like, what? what's going to happen next? Where? Wh- who is the next dumb fan that's going to do something? Or what's the next game that's going to be impacted by someone in the stands saying something, hurling something? It's just, it's kind of ridiculous. On the court itself, like I said, the, the Bucks swept the heat, which is great to see. They're going to take on the Nets, who are going to take care of the Celtics Tuesday night. Um, you have the, I think the Hawks are going to beat the Knicks, which is great. And I love to see it, uh, you know, just get the hell out of here, New York Knicks and your, uh, fan base who's been dying for a, for a series win. Well, you, at least you got one win in the series. And then, uh, what's the other one? Oh yeah. Philadelphia and Washington Embiid hurt in game four. He should be able to come Back. No, he's not playing in game five, so he's out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they should. Well, I mean, that, that's intriguing for that series. No. Yeah. 
they'll get by Washington, but then it's that next series against uh, the the Hawks that could uh, certainly provide more questions than anything. Get, get, get that or get past Washington first. They don't got Embiid. I mean, they should still be able to win one of these three games, but you never know. Ben Simmons is three of fifteen from the foul line. He's terrible. You know what? I'm, I'm starting to be. I'm starting to think that Ben Simmons stacking isn't a very good shooter. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first indication? That he can't shoot very well. <laughs> that was one of the fucking indications, and he hasn't gotten any better. That's uh, the main thing. He's not any better than he used to be. So shooting is a thing you can work on, and if you work on it, you should. Be better, mm-hmm. but he is not. So fuck him. Another in- three throws. Yep. We make fun about his threes. It's ridiculous. Good player, an all star, but obviously, uh, unless he changes something, not going to reach his potential as yep. guy that can fucking shoot. Yep. Sixty percent from the power line. I would agree with that. On the. Uh, on the another big guy who's dealing with an injury, Anthony Davis with the Lakers, a groin strain. I think he's playing Game Five against the Suns, but this series, it seems like you know the, the Suns uh, wilted a little bit or cooled off when Chris Paul had a shoulder injury. It seems like that's a little better here as of late. I think the Suns are just a better team right now than the Lakers, given the injuries. And LeBron says he's not a hundred percent. Uh, if AD plays or if he's functional at all in some capacity, I think the Lakers certainly have a chance. But I think the Suns overall can take this series. I think everyone game five wins it. Yep. You know, uh, we always have to factor LeBron in because he can do it basically by himself. So mm-hmm. it would be something if they were to lose in the first round. So. Yep. The, uh, the other well, LA Would that team- make you more or less interested? If they were to lose, you'd get... I'd get more interested. You'd, you'd be what, Clippers? I'd much rather see the Clippers. Clippers are going to probably take care of Dallas. They'd have, what, my son's Clippers. I would much... I would have much, Jazz. I would much rather yeah. see the Lakers out than I would rather, you know, watch them in the playoffs. They just don't do anything for me. Get them out. No. Um, yeah. I think the Clippers, who looked terrible in the first two games against the... Mavericks, they seem to have turned it around, uh, especially after Game 4, so they should probably win that series. Trailblazers Nuggets has been a back-and-forth series here, so we'll see how that uh, pans out. And then uh, then the Grizzlies Jazz series, the Jazz should take care of business in five like, games. What, what is the point of these playing games? Like, why were people interested in... Okay, I... Like why do why should anybody care about who the fuck the seven or the eight seed is? No, just more games, more games. But then they go in the playoffs and they're seven and eight seeds, and they usually lose. But the Lakers like, are not your ordinary seven seed this year. Yeah, but that's a you know a shortened season a bit, and they're just resting for the playoffs, so it was different. Yep. But in a normal year, it's like what? What is the point? What what was the point of Pacers Hornets? I don't Pacers Wizards. Like who the fuck wants to see a bunch of mostly under five hundred teams play 
to see who gets their ass kicked by Utah or Philadelphia. Kind of like you know the NCAA tournament expanding to sixty-eight teams. Well, which four? Well, teams the difference. Well, at least there, like whoever wins the playing game between the eleven seeds, at least. Yes, they could. Whoever wins at least another game, if not making a bit of a run. So yeah, but then you just and, get... that, and that deal, it's, it's a one game deal. It's yeah. a one game deal. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of any like yeah, it's just it, I I the NBA is going to keep doing it because it'll get the ratings and whatnot. But overall, it's like eh, it doesn't. There hasn't really been any great. Games in the playoffs or any buzzer beaters have had the Knicks. So uh, Trey Young, Trey Young had the one. Hawks early. Knicks Hawks early was pretty good. Yep. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it is happening. Yep. And we shall move on to the Stanley Cup playoffs. We won't have Marcus this week, but uh, the Wild what? lost. That's that's a bummer. Um, the the Maple. Did you think they were gonna win? I. I was, was there any point where you thought, yeah, they're going to win this fucking series? Um, I, I'll be honest, no. I know I, at the beginning, at no. the beginning I said, because I, I predicted the Wild would win in six games. And when they went mm-hmm. down 3-1, I'm like, oh, crap, here we go. Well, they somehow win game five, they win game six, and just give you that false hope, that Minnesota sports fans false hope. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's all Minnesota sports teams give the fans is false hope. And I just was like, I don't, I want to think that they can win this game. And people are like, oh, the momentum's with the Wild. Oh, it's a, they, they have everything. They, Marc-Andre Fleury, maybe don't start him in goal. It's like, uh, I, I just see Vegas coming through here and winning. It's going to be awfully tough for the Wild to do. And then I forgot my Parise jersey. And that was a, I mean, they were 3-0 in the series when I wore the Parise jersey. And I forgot it on our trip up to the lake. And so that was a, a catastrophe right from the get-go. And then you have guys getting injured and not at full strength. It's like, oh, shit, here we go. So the, the Vegas win 6-2. to two. It's, It was not uh, – it was something that I was not surprised by. I would have loved to see them win a game, that game seven. But the, the Vegas no. is going to get slaughtered by the avalanche. I mean, they're under an avalanche of goals right now. I watched a couple minutes of the series, and I'm all right. I'll turn into game seven. It was like, was it 1 1 or 2 2? Whatever it was. 2 2 in like five minutes into the second period. And then that's why I saw they scored a couple of goals. I'm like, well, this game's done. Yep. So that, that was all I saw there. I'm like, yeah, they're going to lose game seven because that's, that's the Minnesota thing. Yep. Down 3 1, you give them the hope, and then, oh, you got to win this one, and then, oh. It doesn't happen. So. False, uh, Minnesota sports teams giving uh, Minnesota sports fans false hope for uh, for decades. There was uh, somebody on Twitter mentioned this a couple weeks ago about like the two most snake-bitten franchises in football, I thought, were the Vikings and Chargers. And there were some people like, oh, you know, maybe it's the Chargers. Just like, I think there was a poll, it was basically 50-50. I was just thinking of the Chargers. Like, what the f- like? To me, it's not a fucking comparison. Like, what the what heartbreak have the fucking Chargers gone right. through? They've had a lot of good teams. They've had Tomlinson and Rivers. And- if anything, I would the Browns would be above the Chargers for me, or sure. the Bills. Like, what fucking heartbreaker did the fucking Chargers ever lose? Uh, like, yeah, they had a lot of good players and good teams, but the Vikings hold their fucking second to fucking nobody. Right? Like, there's nobody. Right. Since the Cubs have won now, maybe it put probably the Cleveland Indians, you could make an argument there. Yep. But in football, 
Fuck. It's the Vikings, well, and, and then it's it's whoever the fuck else you want. Because it's not even close. I, I, I would put the Vikings probably number one, but Cleveland I think has a has a right to to an argument there. Buffalo. All those in the things mix. are thirty years ago. Right, but it's still like they've had you know, and then you're losing the team because the the owner let moved them. I I think Buffalo could have a have a case because of the AC championship games. Four straight with four straight Super Bowl appearances, losing them all. Detroit, I don't think has an argument because they just suck. So like they never in the play, never won a playoff game. Right. So I mean, they, they've not suffered that. Been three years. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's got to be the Vikings number one, and and no one else. I mean, the Bengals have sucked for years, so it doesn't. That doesn't really matter. Though their heartbreaking moment would probably be against the Steelers a few years back. When uh, Vontez Perfect went AWOL on, uh, or just nuts on Antonio Brown and knocked him out. How, how big of an odds? It's a pretty big upset the Montreal defeating Toronto. Yes. I mean, I, back yep. in the series and just winning the series in, in any fashion. Yeah, it, Toronto, it's just another choke. I would say they, they could be the most snake bitten NHL franchise. I mean, how do you. They're an original six team. They had a 3-1 series lead. They haven't won a series since 2004, I believe. 2004, 2008. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it's 04. And yeah. to have... I mean, both of the top two seeds in the North Division, in the Canada-only division, were knocked out. Edmonton, Connor McDavid, yeah. leading uh, scorer in the NHL, swept by the Jets. Then you have the Canadians, who have really no business being there. They're not that good. They're against Toronto, shouldn't have ever been a contest. Like, Toronto should have just wiped the floor with them. And for them to blow a 3-1 series lead, losing two games in Toronto, it's the NHL playoffs. Like, that's why it's so unpredictable with what happens in the in the NHL playoffs. In the NBA, you know that the 7-8 and eight seeds are going down. Uh, very rarely do you ever see a huge upset in the NBA, it's normally the top seeds are always going to make it to the NBA Finals. In the Stanley Cup Finals, in the NHL playoffs, that's not the case. So who's Montreal playing out? Uh, Montreal will play Winnipeg. So And Winnipeg should win. Yes. Yep. So congrats to and Montreal for finishing the top get four. their dicks beaten in by Colorado. Vegas, yes, they should. Uh, very dirty team. Colorado seems to be the, the best team and. They Vegas are. and Colorado seem to be. This is the. This is almost the Stanley Cup Finals, right here. Yep, it is. Yep, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and Colorado was my pick to win the cup to begin the playoffs. Uh, I think even to begin the season. So nothing. The news is Tampa, Boston. Who's coming on the other side? Ah, uh, well, it's maybe my Islanders. Maybe my Islanders. Wait, wait. Islanders. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When did you? When did you get with Damian Woody and get on the Islanders train here? When I got that hat year, so I got to have the Islanders hat. All right, All right, that's let's true. Go. All right, let's go Islanders. I got a hat. I got a hat on everybody, so it helps. I I love that you have an Islanders hat, and I would love to see the Islanders in it. Uh, so I mean, because this year they don't have the East and the West; they have the four divisions. So it's the four division mm. winners making it. So in the West, it'll likely be Colorado. I'm going to say in the North, it'll be Winnipeg. Uh, the Central Division will likely be Tampa Bay, though I'm hoping Carolina can pull it out. And then hopefully in the East, it's the Islanders. But then they'll rank the top four seeds based on points, and then it'll be one, four, two, three. So you could have... Really? Like, yeah. Really? Yep. So in a normal year, like you wouldn't be able to have uh, New York oh. against Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup Final. 
because they would both be in the Eastern Conference. This year, that is a possibility. We have Boston-Tampa. You could have Boston-Tampa, yep. What a deal. Yep, which is good. I think that this is exactly what the Nathan Stacken playoff plan is. Is all about one just seed them all one through sixteen regardless of conferences and just play it out. Well, so it's an idea. Why why are they doing this? Well, they just because this year this year with divisions they, they had to do division specific because of COVID and stuff, and that's how they um, hmm. decided. So no conferences, especially with you know Canada having their own separate COVID regulations or restrictions. Um, so they had to divide did it up. Canada, and, did the Canadian team play anybody other than themselves? No, no, they. It was just all. It's all Canada in the regular season. Just like the Wild had to play only Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, uh, oh. Arizona, the the L.A. Kings, and the Anaheim Ducks this season. Like that was the only. Team. Everybody playing their division. Yep. Oh. Yep. In the this oh, newly content, things will get back to normal next year. But I would hope that they. They changed something up for the playoffs like this because it is nice to get uh, some of these different matchups that we otherwise wouldn't see. Um, let's uh, do. We want to go to Naomi Osaka or do we want to sure. go to baseball? Okay. Well, you know, so Naomi Osaka dealing with. Uh, she's been very vocal. She's got, uh, about dealing with mental health. Uh, issues that she's dealing with, especially with like talking to the press, and she said, "I'm going to skip my press conferences at the at the uh, French Open." And the French Open was like, "Okay, Roland Roland Garros said, okay, we're going to fine you fifteen thousand, and it'll get stiffer punishments each and every time." Well, she won her first match. She skipped the the press conference. She got fined fifteen grand, and she just said, "Okay, uh, I'm just going to withdraw from the tournament because clearly you guys." are not listening to me. You, my anxiety goes up when I do these press conferences and whatnot. And she's gotten a ton of support from various other athletes and a lot of other people. But she just backed out for, you know, just she said her mental health, something she's working on, something she continues to to work on. But it, it just makes her have some uh, anxiety problems. Uh, so, you know, I, I deal with I, my own mental health issues and, and I certainly can understand uh, from not from her standpoint being the athlete, but needing to, to work on yourself or you know to deal with your mental health issues as the best that you can on your own terms and 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 doing that. So I applaud her for that, and I think it's a I think she's doing the right thing. And now it's brought up this whole conversation about oh, should athletes talk to the press? And I think it's a very delicate or fine line here because I do think that in order for like fans to under to, to get an understanding of like what what's going on with a team or like an athlete's train of thought, obviously they're not an athlete's not going to be fully open to a reporter on most things. Um, maybe some uh, interviews in the off season if they they feel so inclined. But I do think in order to gain a, a broader understanding, the fans do need that access. So I think there's a delicate balance between, oh, athletes shouldn't talk at all, and then the fans. Because the, if the fans, if you can't engage the fans and don't hear from some of these athletes, I think it makes it far more difficult for 
you to garner some support for these athletes, especially if things are going bad. I think with Twitter and everything now, like the athletes can kind of get their own message out there without the press, unlike the way it used to be maybe 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. Now, with her, you know, I, I, I can't understand her situation because I don't know what she's going through. Mm-hmm. I think it would just seem all right here, this great tennis player, you're young, what is she, 20, whatever she is. Mm-hmm. But I'll get it here. Early 20s and... She's won the U.S. Open. She beat Serena Williams. She's a top-ranked player, making millions of dollars. And it, it's so bad for her. I mean, something wrong with the press, which shouldn't be that big of a deal. Apparently is to her. Mm-hmm. And she's going to forego whatever, you know, whatever she would have done in this tournament, semifinals, win the whole thing, whatever. Going to forego that. She's 23 years old, by the way. 23. Instead of... So, talking to the press, so bold move by her, and whatever she's got to do to fix herself, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it would seem like, oh, here's this great tennis player. You're playing in front of millions of people sometimes watching on TV and tens of thousands in person, and you know, it's a, it's a room full of reporters asking you pretty mundane and boring questions. I can't imagine there's much to it. So, but that's apparently enough for her to say, I'm done, so... Like, I don't know where she goes from here. I, I, I can't imagine she's never going to do a press conference again. Right, I don't US, think that's the case. U.S. Open coming up, you know, in September. Uh, uh, Wimbledon before then. then. Wimbledon, you know. Yep, Wimbledon before then. I think... I, I I wonder if some of this kind of stems initially... Because remember when she played in the U.S. Open against Serena Williams a few years what? back and she beat her? I think it was, was it the championship or maybe the semifinals? And fans were booing and stuff. And she just, I think she felt so terrible for winning. I wonder if that's some of the cause of this anxiety. And it's just kind of then leaking into like all the, the interactions with the press and whatnot. Maybe it's, I, I just wonder if that's in part where her anxiety stems from. Uh, because that was a ter- again we talk about New York fans and you know Eagles fans mm-hmm. acting badly and stuff. The, the fans who were at that U.S. Open behaved terribly, you know, booing this poor girl for just beating Serena Williams. Like she, that's what she's supposed to do. Do you just want no one to like oh just uh, fall over or you know suffer an injury and let Serena walk through for the for a, another Grand Slam title? I mean, come on. So. And yeah, like she's what would have been nineteen years old at that time. So yeah. like, all right, she's pretty young yet, and who knows if that had anything to do with it? But yeah, it was one of those deals where it seems simple, but I can't, you know, I be in her shoes to right. know what she's going. Like, remember, Ricky Williams used to do press conferences with his helmet on. Yeah, and that'd be different. And uh, you know, marijuana I think helped him cope, but he couldn't do football in the marijuana, so. He decided to retire for a year or two, right. and he came back and dealt with it. And yeah, so one of everybody's different, and that's yep. I'm, what she wants to do, whatever you got to do to to get through that, because obviously she's pretty good. So yep. we'd hate to see it end or be compromised because of something like this. So hopefully, she can get fixed, whatever it is that. Yep, I am never going to uh, to fault anyone who cites you know the mental health problem. I mean, you know, Kevin Love's been very open about this in the NBA. 
uh, and everyone deals with their their mental health differently. So if something's going on, yeah, hopefully she can get it right and uh, or you know be able to, to cope or manage with it, manage it to a degree, so she's able to live a fulfilled life and have a nice you know to, uh, you know playing career. Hopefully she does speak with the media again at some point. I I just again and you brought up a good point about athletes could post something on Twitter or Facebook or whatnot, but then they also can't go you know then you open yourselves up to interpretation on what you said, and then you can get all angry and pissed off about oh that's not what I meant. Well, then I think you just walk a fine line. So I I do think reporters have an obligation to ask some tough questions they obviously shouldn't be prying into like the personal life or or that aspect of it so they have to be conscientious or aware of you know certain uh, situations and not not go not, not like some fans like a like a jazz fan hurling insults or something because these athletes at the end of the day are people you know, regular people just like you and me they just have a, a great god-given ability that they've been able to uh transcend and get onto the national stage and make a lot of money but they're people then, who deal with issues you, same as you and i you and me i'm like you know great tennis player mm-hmm. making millions but famous like you've to you and me, maybe like, well, that'd be cool. I wish I could, you know, be the best in my profession and make millions of dollars and all that stuff. And and maybe if that were to happen, be like, well, this isn't so great. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, I I look at LeBron. I mean, all the pressure that he's had to live up to ever since he was in high school. At uh, and and like, oh, he's the next MJ, and constantly have those comparisons. And I wonder, you know, what what he's been able to do and how he's been able to cope. Mentally and uh, and he's doing well. Yeah, it, it, but maybe we don't know. Like we don't know everything, yeah. you know, behind the scenes. So maybe he is getting, you know, some help on certain things. We just don't know. So I'm never going to say that one person's mental like, should deal with their mental health issues one way or over the other. I just hope that uh, for Naomi Osaka's sake that she can uh, um, manage this or, or deal with it, overcome it. However, whatever way she needs to. But that she's able to have a good playing career and can at some point resume these these press conferences. Because again, like I said, I think you, I think for the sports fan, it's nice to hear from the athletes uh, yeah. to get into their their head, so to speak, uh, to understand like, hey, what happened out there? What do you, you know, uh, you know, give us some thoughts you know, to the victory and what? I think that's what we want to. I think that's at the end of the day what a lot of sports fans want to hear is from the athletes themselves. Uh, the reporters just, I think, now have to go about this a little more delicately. And maybe, you know, with Naomi doing this and Kevin Love doing his previous stuff before and uh, other uh, athletes uh, in the NFL and NBA have, have come out and talked about mental uh, health as well, that's becoming more aware. And maybe this is just going to, it's going to help us here um, in the years to come. That's my hope. And, and you look at them, and on the surface, like, well, what the hell do you have to be depressed about? You're one of the best players that you that do what you do right now. Yep. You're making more money than you could probably ever imagined. Yeah. You're just beginning your career, already running a major, if you won maybe multiple majors, I think. Yep. And 
Like, what are you depressed about? And I, I mean, I just, you know, who knows? I don't know what's, know what her feelings are. And if you ever want to feel good stacking, just go to Walmart. <laughs> it's, it's bad to say it. It's bad to say it, but you see some of the people that, whether they work there or they just are there, you see some, you know, people. The people or, of Walmart.com. You know, yeah, one more. Yeah, some of those people, or or just in general, you know, if you're feeling down about yourself and well, oh, this ain't I had a bad day at work, or this and that, or I got in a fight with somebody, and you see uh, all of a sudden you see somebody in a wheelchair or somebody in an electronic cart that that yep. can't move around. You're like, you know what? They they've got their own issues physically. I can walk around. You got to look at the little things. Yes, which is kind of a big thing. Yep. Like all right, physically I can walk. I can move. I've got my health. I'm relatively young. Uh, you know, you've got you've got a house, you've got food. Yep, exactly. Well, when, you, when you're like, man, it, work sucks. I'm having a tough day. It's like, well, break it really down. Like, yep. is is your life in danger? No. Nope. You know where your next meal's coming from? Yes. Are you making some money? Yep. Steady yep. money coming in? Yes. Do you have I a mean, roof over your head? Yep. Yep. Uh, it can, do you have enough clothes? Is the water working? Is the heat and the AC on? Do you have a vehicle to yep. get around? Like certain things that we just take for granted. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, you know, it's not that bad. You may think it's bad, but then you move back a bit more. Well, it's not that bad. You right. could be in a lot worse position than you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Count your blessings. It's the little things in life. And you said that perfectly. Right. So very good there. So yeah. Well, um, so French Open going on, but, uh, Tennis's biggest star is, at least on the women's side, has decided to bow out um, because of this. And I think the Grand Slam events now are looking at how they uh, do the media availability and and requirements and stuff like that. So this is opening up the door for more conversations about what changes need to be implemented or put in place here at, at these bigger tournaments, especially here going forward. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to table the Justin Fields talk to next week. Um, because I, what is the talk? What? What is the talk? Well, just about the, 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 the trade, like the Vikings trying to trade up. Oh, okay. Yep. But we'll talk about Justin Fields next week. Uh, let's get into baseball here. Uh, the twins, I'm not going to say that they, you know, they've turned the corner, but, uh, they, they like playing the Orioles. And the Orioles, uh, no, I, I'm not, I'm just not even going to say it to, to in, in hopes of not jinxing them, but uh, then the... We have one second, 16 games in a row against this shitty team. Well, that's, okay, that's done now. Thanks for that. And, and both the ones lost 14 straight overall. It's yep. the second largest uh, losing streak they've ever had, yep. so... Thanks for that. Thanks, thanks for jinxing them. Uh, you, you took it. Yep. You took it from uh, me, I'll, so. I'll take it. Uh, yep. They won their last two games, three to two, yep. over Baltimore, and uh, an extra inning win yesterday, Memorial Day. It was a pitcher's duel, and Twins. If they think they've won two in a row in extra innings, they, uh, I can't yes. imagine there's been a team that's played maybe what ten extra inning games already. Yeah, about twenty, yep. literally twenty percent of their games have been extra inning games. Yeah, yep. They then they've like you said they've turned the corner and won two. Or their last two extra inning games, so that's good to see. Um, I don't know. I, don't, just... I mean, they're seven games out of the wild card. The Yankees have kind of fallen off. They've lost four in a row. You've got how do you Cleveland. lose to the Tigers that bad? The the, the Yankees. Uh, it's, it's sports, baseball, sports. Yep. Very odd. 
So, I mean, you know, I I said I'd given them a, memorial, a couple weeks ago. I said, where we're at Memorial Day, we're 50 games in, seven games out, 22 and 31. You know, obviously, if they can go on another run here, they won, what, uh, like six of seven? Mm-hmm. You do that, but they got the Yankees and Houston coming up next week. So, right. you don't want to bury them dead because there's 100 games to go. But it's, I mean, they're not, I wouldn't imagine that they're making the playoffs or even getting to 500. They're still nine games under. And I just don't see them ever being above, above 500. So, and then they've got injuries now. Their entire outfield is just thrashed beyond repair. So, and Buxton is still going to be gone for quite a while. So he's not going to play 100 games this year. So you got that going for you. Yep. Uh, could be worse. Could be the Rockies in their putrid uh, offense on the road. They, I mean, they yep. were four, they're four and 22 on the road. I think now they're actually two and. Three in their last five road games, so that's a, a stark improvement for them uh, compared to what they were. I mean, it was just terrible. But their offense—they got shut out in a doubleheader by the Pittsburgh Pirates over the weekend. Like that's—they that, had six hits combined in the two games. That's atrocious. That's absolutely terrible. Uh, and yet, the, there, there, there's a subset of people out there that don't think that Coors Field matters. Yeah. It does. Like, yeah, and, they're, and they're saying no one Arenado's doing very well for St. Louis. And D, DJ LeMayhew has done well for the Yankees these past couple of years, mm-hmm. former Rockies. And there's certain guys you point to. It's like, oh, they don't play in Denver anymore, and they're still doing pretty good. Yeah, but then you look at the players who play in Denver and what their road or home splits are usually, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, what is this? And then, you know, if they go somewhere else, uh, that, that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously it's an advantage because thin air and big outfields and just common fucking sense. Yeah. But I don't know why. There was, like, there was a certain subset of people that, oh, look at this. Look at this one year where this guy did this thing. Well, I can point to another year where he did the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, one of Larry Walker, like, like Larry Walker in 97 won the MVP. Oh, that year or one of those years in the late nineties with the Rockies, like his home road difference is just ridiculous. Just like hitting four hundred at home and a lot less than that at home, like two hundred. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. To where I can't imagine there's any other player that has like a hundred and fifty point difference in their average from home to road. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't think of one either. I mean, maybe Barry Bonds or Chipper Jones. No, it can't be that bad. Like they're they're good everywhere. Yeah. It's like yep. I, it just yeah. Yep, you're you're right. It's it's the Coors effect, and uh, it certainly have. I mean, just the Rockies in general, are just bad. But yet somehow they aren't even in last place in their division. The Diamondbacks are worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> taking a flyer on the Royals this week in our baseball pick'em. Uh, the Cleveland Balls. Yep. They play the Twins. They're playing the Pirates, so there's a good chance there to, to make up some ground. The A's really uh, screwed things up for me last weekend, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, I've found now that I'm using – I picked a lot of teams that I that are doing good at the halfway point, which makes me scared for the second half <clears throat> when I have to pick these teams in fourth and fifth place and then are 10 games under 500. Uh-huh. I mean, who knows? It's just you pick a team. I mean, you pick a team. Who knows how they're going to do this week? Right. I mean, 
I think somebody picked the Yankees last week looking at, oh, yeah, they're playing Detroit. Yep. They should win three or four of those games, and they didn't win any of those games. So, missed the opportunity picking the Yankees, playing one of the worst teams in baseball, and, you know, it, it sucks. So, well, at least Marcus is winning games now. I mean, just a mm-hmm. – I think it was like 4-22 and 22 at one. It just yeah. – he was, he was Colorado-esque. Yes. yes it just impossible. Like – just make it it's impossible. And he didn't have the Coors Field effect or factor. Oh. So. And, like, yeah, and he, like, picked Houston and he picked, like, some decent teams in that span. And, I mean, that is just, you know, talk about just luck or unlucky if that's, that's what it is. Interesting note here. Only 12 teams have a positive run differential at the uh, moment as of the recording of this podcast. Two teams are at zero. Uh St. Louis and Atlanta, but that's still a significant chunk, or it's it's more than half of baseball teams have a negative run differential, which isn't good. Uh, before we get to your hitter and your pitcher of the week, what else stood out to you from this week in baseball? Jacob DeGrom returned yesterday after missing uh, start for about a week, uh, week ten days. He's so good. He's so good. He's uh, very good. Very good. He gave him two hits in six innings last night. In Arizona, and his ERA is .71. And uh, let's see, something to keep track of. Something I thought of this morning: Can he finish there with an ERA under one? Like it's very, uh, that would be very difficult. Mm-hmm. And all you need is one, one swing of the bat to fuck you over for the rest of the year. Well, me... obviously, his ERA is probably going to be well under two. Mm-hmm. But just doing some math, he missed a start, and you know, we only went six innings. Um, 0.71 ERA, it's the lowest for any pitcher during this time of year since 1964. Yep. No pitcher, what is that, 50, sorry, 55 years. Yep. I mean, that, we're getting into some rarefied error. Absolutely. Right here. So, so far, he's pitched 51 innings, he's given up four runs. I think he's driven it's, in four runs, too, is, has he not? Yeah, I think he's been good with the bat, too. So, he's one differential he's zero. So, let me ask you this. If he, if he has an ERA under one for the year, amazing. He wins amazing. The MV, does he win the MVP? He'd have to be. I mean, he would have to be right there. I mean, you've got uh, Tatis in a lot of home runs. His average isn't great, but he's hitting a ton of home runs. you got Cunha uh, Jr., Hit some home runs, or you got a lot of those young guys hitting a lot of home runs in the uh, National League. Those guys stick out. Um, but I mean, how how could you not give him fuck? I mean, Christ. Um, let, 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 let's say he throws 175 innings for the year. Uh huh. That would mean he's got 124 innings left. That means he's got 15 runs to work with. He can give up 15 earned runs the rest of the year, 124 innings. You know, I think it's right around an inning or a run per start. Mm-hmm. Um, got to pitch the rest of the year with a 1.09 ERA to finish with an ERA just under one. So that's, that's something that I guess I would keep track of just to see how low he can go. And his strikeouts, and he became the first pitcher since they've been doing stat cast for the past five, six, seven years that they've been tracking this 
He averaged just over 100 miles per hour on his fastballs last night. Minimum of 25 fastballs. Wow. And he was at like 100.1. So he was up there coming off of, you know, his little injury, and he killed him. I mean, it's two hits, six innings, just a normal, yeah. normal day for him. He may only win 10 games if that, but, yeah, he's, he's putting together – an all-time great season. At least the Mets put up six runs for him. I mean, hey. and I do want to make an amends here. He has three RBI uh, instead uh-huh. of four, but he's batting four fifty. So, granted, he doesn't have the at bats that other people, you know, other guys in the lineup do. But still, four fifty for a pitcher is uh, awfully good. So, yeah, definitely. Something to keep track of here as the Mets hold a three-and-a-half game lead currently on the Braves. Uh, we continue to wait for the Braves to wake up and show up. Um, and kind of like when the Mets were good a couple years ago when they made the World Series, their pitching has been excellent. They need to pick up the offense. Where they've got Brown, they've got Marcus Stroman, who's been really good. They've got Taiwan Walker, who's been really good. So, yeah, their, their pitching, uh, pitching has been very good for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're, we're 50 games in, 52, 53 games in. You can, you can kind of look at, okay, who's good, who's bad? Um, Tampa Bay is won 16 of 17. Yep, fantastic. That's incredible. Tampa Bay, if I'm, if I'm picking the World Series right now, I mean, I'd, pick, uh, I'd pick Tampa. I don't know, Tampa Dodgers, maybe a rematch last year. Oh. Maybe San Diego gets in the mix? Tatis Jr.? San Diego, I mean, they are playing well as well. They're uh, yeah, plus 81 run differential, which is the best in baseball. So it's good to see with the team that's got high expectations. They are meeting those expectations. The Giants are still sticking around. Mm-hmm. And you kind of look at what teams are maybe surprises, what teams are disappointments. And there's really not, I mean, the Twins obviously have a big disappointment. Mm-hmm. Well, there's really nobody else that really sticks out, at least to me, like, oh, this is uh, well, you know, young company. Yeah, Tampa, probably Boston a little bit. You know, the, the Yankees have underachieved. Yep. Uh, the, the White Sox have been as good as anybody. So, I mean, yeah, and there's, there hasn't been a ton of surprises, I guess. Nope. I would, say the, I would say the Twins, the Yankees, and the Braves, for me, would be the three underachievers. Sure. Uh, I mean, probably the Cubs would be an overachiever. They're 30 and 23, the Cubs. Yep. Chris Bryant is, is never that one a year. Yep. And uh, the Giants. The Giants would be the surprise team. Yes. Yep. They're 34 and 20. So yep. that's. San Francisco and Boston, I think, are 1 2 for me, and I could, you could throw Chicago in at 3. On my list. Um, but, yeah. Uh, come on, Toronto. Let's, let's get going here. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. Pitcher and hitter of the week. Uh, sponsored. Do you have a list of who I picked? Oh, uh, do you want the uh, list? The, the pitchers. Yes, okay. John Means was on the May 3rd. Oh, yes. Trevor Rogers on May 10th. Logan Gilbert on May 17th. Oh. And Freddie Peralta on the 24th. Let's go with Chris Bassett. And who does he play for? <laughs> he plays for Oakland. Ah! Oh yes, I, 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 and I know that I spelled his name wrong accidentally. I remember seeing a, uh, like a image of him or so, or like a, a stat oh. of him. So I have heard of this guy from last week. B a s s i t t, thirty-two years old. 
from uh, Oakland. He was the guy that I got in one of my drafts late in the fantasy draft. I'm like, all right, um, he's been around a while, and um, he's done good for Oakland. Oakland having a very good year. He's been around for Oakland for six seasons, and he's just kind of a guy. Uh, he's five and two. The area of three point two one. He's having a, a, a good year. And so we've got uh, uh, what seventy four strikeouts in uh, seventy innings. So I thought pretty good. Guess is always the Miami Marlins here, but uh, you know, you, you've got a pretty good. You've got a. I'm gonna say this: you've got a better than normal shot of picking a team you've been on this year, I guess. Because <laughs> um, he's been on four of them. Oh my gosh! Uh, is he? At, he's not on Texas, is he? Should I have stuck with the Marlins? Not on Texas, no. He was with the Twins for a long time. He okay. was a Twins minor leaguer. I think he was a third-round pick a few years ago. He's still pretty young. He's 24 years old. Okay. He also got a unique blanket horn that name sticks out. And yep. I'd, read the, I'd read the Twins prospects and maybe a name that would come up. A third-round pick in 2015. Never really materialized into much. He's kind of a blah, 250 hitter. Now I expect maybe more from the third round pick. So he made his way up the twin system with the double A, triple A, and he is he was with the twins. He was the only game he ever played with the twins. Again, it was he was with them for five years in the minors. He gets called up, the one game he gets into is the game against Oakland where they lost the ridiculous Oakland game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Churchill, that's all you gotta say. The ridiculous Oakland game yep. last year, and you know what I'm talking about. Yep. And like, he made an error in that game. He was a pinch runner for Josh Donaldson, and he came around the score in the top half of that extra inning, and they lost in the bottom half. Yep. But he played a couple innings, made a bad play in the field, scored as a pinch runner. And, you know, that's all he played with the Twins. So they played with the Twins, and then they soon uh, released him after that. That was like six weeks ago. Yep. Since since then, uh, he, he had 11 at bat for the St. Paul Saints. He had a couple innings with the Twins. Twins got rid of him. The Dodgers picked him up. Uh, he had three at bats for Oklahoma City, Triple A Dodgers. Okay. They get rid of him. He goes to the Mariners. He gets 20 at bats for the uh, Tacoma team, Triple A Mariners. And then this afternoon, I read. He's been released by the Mariners. He's been picked up by the Mets 
if he plays for the AAA affiliate of the Mets, will be in Syracuse, but I think he's actually playing with the actual B club tonight. He's number 73 because the Mets, they have a ton of injuries. They're looking for bodies right now, so I think he's actually going to play, if not tonight, sometime this week, uh, with the Mets. So the span of six weeks, he's been with the St. Paul Saints, the Minnesota Twins, Oklahoma City of the Dodgers, Tacoma of Seattle, and now he's with the Mets. I hope he has his frequent flyer miles <laughs> built up. He has yet to have that bad in the majors, I believe. So this will be his first, hopefully, with the Mets. So we're going number 73, which probably is great for his future. But I'm just imagining we talk about mental health and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who has spent his entire five, six baseball year professional career with the same organization, the Twins, and going to different small minor league spots with the Twins. Yep. Get to the major leagues, all right, and then you spend you know a couple of days in the majors and you're gone, and then you go to the Dodgers, and then you go to the Mariners, and now you go to the Mets. Like I, w- I would love to interview him. To say, what the fuck has this month been like for you? Yeah. Like, you you literally have 35 at-bats on the season with three different teams. And now you want to be playing with the Mets tonight. So what a, what a, what a life that might be. He's yeah. 23 years old, and he can look back at this and say, I was with at least five teams this season at that ball. So we'll see how long he keeps with the Mets. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Well, good luck to him. Uh, so a, a very different Unique pick yes. for hitter of the week, Ben. But we certainly wish Mr. Travis Blankenhorn the the best of success and the best of luck, and that he gets a hit and can stick around with the Mets for a little bit. That would be nice. Yeah, maybe uh, during that play game, that'd be nice. Exactly. He was actually. I take it back. He was one for three with the Twins last year. So. Oh well, you know what? It that doesn't count. He had a double. He was one for three with a double last year for the Twins. There you go. There you go. Travis Blankenhorn, your hitter of the week. Chris Bassett, (laughs) your pitcher of the week. Um, So far, we have gotten different teams. You have picked a a different pitcher all five weeks on the pitching side and a different hitter all five weeks on the the hitter side. You have picked picked, uh, teammates from Baltimore and Seattle. So... uh, Obviously, yeah. there's no there's no rules here, but it's just interesting to look at uh, at how we've done this here. So we look forward to next week. Uh, like I said, uh, we'll we'll hold off on the uh, Justin Fields talk uh, because it it's just interesting how uh, it makes you more sad than what it makes me. But well, it it does. But at least, if you want them, fucking go and get them. At least we know they tried, and if Carolina rebuilt, well, fucking them, try harder. God damn right, the Bears gave up after franchise. Like, all right, you know, first off, the next year, whatever else. Like, is that the is that the, with Dallas and Philadelphia or whatever you need. Like, if you want them that bad, like, once you felt that seven or eight, you're like, all right, it's, it's open season. I, and if he, if he turns out to be something, that yeah. fucking sucks. Yes, it, it will. But he Chicago's not uh, known to produce good quarterbacks. So, no. Uh, tease for next some week. Of that, some of that reason may be is because all the guys they pick suck. Yeah, well, that's true, too. Like, it, it wasn't a stretch to think Frank was going to suck, and he did. <laughs> like, yeah. how many was a fucking stretch to think, hey, Rex Grossman, or he's a first-round pick on Rex Grossman? And we're kind of like, eh? 
Jay Cutler was I mean, a chance had a chance to be good. But when was the last guy they brought in where you're like, oh yeah, this is this is it? Yeah. Like Jay Cutler was good. That's as best that's as good as they've gotten, Jay Cutler. Yeah. Like what the fuck are they doing with Andy Dalton? Like we know how good he is. He's a guy. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck are we doing with Andy Dalton? I don't know. And just go down the list of the other guys. And, I don't know, like, people think Matt Stafford is good, and he'll get a chance to prove it this year, even though he was on some teams in Detroit who weren't really good. It's like, well, it's not his fault. Right. But the Bears are like, the Bears are pretty good because they got a great defense, but the quarterback sure does suck. So. Yeah. I, it, oh, I, I get it. I, I understand. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll little tease, uh, so we'll talk about that next yeah. week. Here because uh, it's a, a discussion I think that will take up a majority of our time here. In, in the doldrums of summer. What? Yes, in the doldrums of summer. summer the, the sports abyss. Yes. Even though we have playoffs, which we don't give really a shit about, but there are things going on. What I don't understand how is it it's Memorial Day Monday and there's not four NBA games on my team? Yeah. There's two. Yep. It's, it's Back in the day, Memorial Day used to be, I believe, right around the conference finals, so you only have two games on at once. Right. Right? You push the calendar back a little bit. There needed to be four games on during the holiday. It should. It, you're absolutely right. A missed opportunity there. Uh, but, you know, we always need that Monday TNT double header in the playoffs and not that uh, additional game on NBA TV. But, oh, but don't worry, Krenz. It makes total sense for NBA TV now to have a doubleheader uh, multiple days this week while uh, in addition to TNT. So stupid. God, God forbid we put a weekday night game on ABC. Yeah. God forbid. God forbid. I, I mean, they had at least a few games on ABC here during the first round of the playoffs, which they've done, they've done that since. Well, Marcus and I talked a little bit last week, you know, with NHL now going up to TNT and along with ESPN. It'll be interesting to see what Turner does with hockey. Like, how are you going to put it on just TBS? I mean, you know, the, maybe the NHL will have ESPN and TBS televised games at the same time. You're not going to put it on TNT and compete it with with the NBA, but maybe there maybe there's some fluctuation in there. I'll be curious to see how the the playoff schedule looks next year. I just have no idea how the same network has hockey and basketball for the playoffs. How does that work? So I mean, TNT doesn't have a game on every night, but there is hockey on every night. So, I, I don't know. That's why I'm where curious. Does, where does it, I mean, does ESPN, do they just ESPN and TNT, just one night's hockey, one night's basketball? Maybe, or like vice versa. I, I have no idea. Maybe uh, maybe True TV will get in on the on the hockey action, so we'll get to flip to them more than just in March. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But it'll be uh, curious to, to see how that all shakes out. Anything else we need to get to before we wrap it up this week? You do first. Maybe how's that? I got pickleball tomorrow night. I'm excited about that. Very good. Marcus, you got a new paddle? How do you get a new paddle? Not because he got one, but the old guy, uh, Henry, I think he said, hey, gave me a, a paddle to use, and boy, that was slicker than snot. So <laughs> I ordered that. Hopefully it's for my Friday. So pickleball it is. Very good. Very good. Keep me up to, keep me up to date there. 
on the pickleball and, and how you continue to climb up the rankings, the, the pickleball rankings here with with the with the folks you play with. Very good. Anything else? All right. Sounds good. You have a great rest of what? This keeps me up at night. There was a guy who was in jail for 26 years. I saw a video of this the other day. Who knows how old the video is? Maybe it's a few days old. Maybe it's a couple years old. I was in jail for 26 years. Goes to Walmart, and his buddy or friend, whoever it was, tapes him in the cereal aisle at Walmart. This man is overwhelmed, Jack, by the amount of different varieties of cereal there are now compared to what it was in 1995 when he was arrested. Right. And he goes to the cereal aisle of Walmart and sees every color you can fucking imagine, every flavor you possibly want to put in your mouth. The pos- which, even which, the Jolly Ranch uh, uh, cereal. This ridiculous, stupid shit. So he got he's just like, well, I, well, well, when I was out last, there were three types of Cheerios. That would count as fucking ten types of Cheerios. <laughs> I'm sure there was Honey Nut, Original, and whatever the third type was. Yeah. And now there's... Apple, apple cinnamon or whatever it be. Now there's 10 different types of Cheerios out there. I want to put this maybe in my Twitter account just to have something to do. <clears throat> Go there, take a picture of these things and have a cereal of the week or cereal of the, Ooh, of the day. Yes. Just who the fuck is buying some of this shit? And <clears throat> the latest, this, this, I mean, there's been a lot of, you, you mentioned Jolly Ranchers. Who the fuck would have thought that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned, uh, there, there's a lot of them out there that I've seen. That I've been like, wouldn't even cross my mind to come up with something like this. Well, I've got one though that I feel is just beyond the pale. Okay. We didn't even want to venture a guess. This is... Again, this is it's very Trump-like in that you, you can literally say anything, like Gorilla Glue cereal. And they're like, well, maybe. Duct tape cereal. They're like, oh, well, maybe. Like, something that's, I think, is just, like, who, who, why? Any guess. Strawberry Kiwi Captain Crunch. Sure, <laughs> why not? Something ridiculous like that. How about PGO cereal? PGO cereal. See? That would, see? Now you're talking. Random things made in the cereal. Popcorn cereal. Why not? Yeah. Oh my, I saw <clears throat> Crayola. Is that cereal? Crayola. Oh, what? Crayola fucking crayons. They kind of look like colored kicks. You know, kicks are for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Looks like that, but like just colored. Like crayons. I think I think there's like little balls of colors. Well, I saw that. Fucking Crayola crayons as a goddamn cereal. Oh my now. gosh, that's. I'm awesome. sure it's fine. I'm sure you'd eat it and be like, "Oh, it's fine." Unlike some of these, which may not taste so great. Well, I I look at this fucking box of Crayola crayon ugh, cereal ugh. and I say, "What? What are we doing? I don't know. What the fuck are we doing?" Twizzlers. Like, I expect Twizzlers now oh, has either. chocolate licorice. Sure. That's it. it is, they do. They do. I don't know what's wrong with them. But you could, like, Play-Doh. Play-Doh could be a cereal now. Yes. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Um, like, uh, Febreze. I'm waiting for Febreze to come out with a cereal. <laughs> How about like, Tide Pod cereal? Huh? Tide Pod cereal. 
Why not? Why didn't you cut bonds just right out of the banks? Like, you couldn't come up with anything that I wouldn't say, yeah, it's probably out there somewhere. So, oh, yeah. you know, I should do a little oh, trolley for his paper, like a top five list every once in a while. Yes. Certain yep. things. Yep. I should go to Walmart and just do a top. Look, peruse it. Peruse it. The whole while for a good 10 minutes. Now look at all right, what are the most ridiculous fucking cereals I can find? And Crayola, that's gonna be a hard number one number one to, to top. Mm-hmm. They're out there. Well, I, I don't like I don't ever had any chocolate type cereals. I like that I like chocolate milk, so I kinda defeat that purpose. Mm-hmm. But man, that and the chips, you know, a lot of different chips now. Just ridiculous yep. Pringles flavors you couldn't even imagine. Yep. Oh, I agree. Lay's comes out with a different flavor like every year, and they have like the pick your flavor, like you know, create your own flavor, and you know, submit it to us, and one will be a winner. It's like what? Oh, you're you're a big jelly bean guy, and they actually they've got all these jelly beans out. They've got now you order. Yeah, like Dunkin' or like the Krispy Kreme jelly bean. Like get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's just amazing. A variety of flavors. We got a lot, so. I mean, and you can literally play a game of, is this a real cereal or am I just making it up? <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Maybe we do, uh, you know, a sports lounge next and we'll say, is this a real cereal or is this just something I made up? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. I'm excited. No, I do Pichos. Pichos cereal. I have to think about that and say, I don't mean it. That could, could maybe be a thing. Mm-hmm. I assume it's not. Something it might be. Well, hell, I mean, yeah. Lay's, Lay's should just come out with a cereal now. Lay, like, potato chip cereal. Potato chips. Bring it all together. Yep. It's, you know, fucking ridiculous. It, it's amazing. It's God potato amazing. chips in a bowl for breakfast. Yeah. Look, I came up with the marketing slogan already. Shit. I gotta go, I mean, it's... My phone takes good pictures now, so that's nice. I can maybe do this by myself. Mm-hmm. But... What a lot of flavors, lots of flavors of things, and you go to the you know the soda aisle or the the energy drink aisle. It's just, it's a lot. Yep. It's a lot. It sure is. It sure is. Well, uh, yeah, the, take a picture. We'll, we'll we'll have to do this cereal deal sometime here because I'm I'm yeah. very curious on that. That's very good. Very good. Uh, well, you have a great rest of your week with the pickleball and finding unique cereals, and I'll talk to you next week, my friend. I got a big week. Boy. All right, we'll see ya. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Travis. Travis Crins joined me here on the Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time. As always, good stuff there. Uh, it, it, kind of a heavier week um, you know, with the just unruly NBA fans. It's just terrible. It just, it, it's bad. It, it, it just reflects on society and maybe where we're at as a society now, which is not good. Um, and then Naomi Osaka with mental health issues. I've been dealing with mental health issues for a while um, now, so I, I'm not ever going to go into someone's uh, mental state and say, oh, you need to do this or that. Whatever works for you works. Just, I, I hope at some point she's able to talk with the media again, and I do think it's important for athletes to talk with the media, help get their story out, um, or just you know just get an insight on games. But there's a delicate balance, and some some members of the media go too far. We know who they are, uh, for the most part. But uh, that this is certainly a conversation that will continue to happen 
over the course of time. Uh, again, Stanley Cup update here. Uh, the Jets and the Maple Leafs playing in the second round. Uh, second round matchups. Islanders, Bruins, series tied 1-1. Hurricanes, Lightning, seri- uh, Lightning lead the series 1-0. Game 2 is t- uh, currently going on Tuesday night. And we have Vegas Avalanche. Avalanche lead that series 1-0. Uh, so... Uh, again, the, the the Jets and the Canadians will open up later this week, so keep an eye on that. We'll have Marcus on next week to talk some hockey. We'll have Travis on again to talk baseball, basketball playoffs, and Justin Fields. If you haven't seen this story on uh, the, the, the Vikings trying to trade up for him, we'll discuss that all next week. So, Matt, and all the, the rest of the sports headlines, stuff that we need to get to, the latest uh dumb fans in the NBA. So for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thanks as always for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Find us on podcast.com, Twitter at Andy Stacken, Travis Crins at Travis Crins, Facebook Nathan Stacken, a link to the podcast posted in the middle to later part of each week. Stay cool with these upper 90s this week. It's, oh yuck. Hate this weather. But it's part of summer. Uh-huh. It's the first week of June. Come on. We shouldn't have upper 90s. Stay safe. Stay cool out there. Don't leave your kids in the car. And we'll talk to you next week with Travis and Marcus. Next week. But for this week, for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week. Stay cool and talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.